Welcome to Tuned In Town, episode 31, December 20th, 2016. I'm your host, Devin, and with me today, I have Caleb. Hello. Woo! Yay. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I'm cheering, but Rogue One! <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're cheering. Rogue One, we'll do a review on it later, but you'll have to stick around and wait, so... Ha! Ha! Let's go ahead and move into Adventureland chat. Oh, goody! Shall we chat? Oh, yes. Let's. All right. Welcome to Adventureland Chat. Um, I can't think of what to talk about, so you like always. Go. Like, oh, wait. Actually, I can't Dang it. Ha. Um, so, uh, for the last couple of days, we had to be starting up a debate for online oh, yeah. arts, which that was fun. You know, I mean... Okay, I think I actually did a pretty good job because my partner was very shy, mm-hmm. and so everyone voted on me. So. I lost my debate. You lost it, but I had, I felt like I had more research and more elaboration and evidence. But well, I just there was this one part that I didn't like rehearse very well, and I accidentally said the wrong evidence, and it completely <laughs> like. I-, I remember when some kids were doing that. I know, and then it just made it awkward, and I just... Uh, like, one kid was on, like, the con side of um, should phones be allowed in class? Yeah. And he started naming pros for phones in class. Huh. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, I got 27 out of 30, so... I have not gotten my rubric yet, because I did it yesterday. Oh. So. I, got, I did mine today, but she gave it back to me. Oh. I'm pretty sure I scored a pretty good job. Yeah. I'm sure you did, too. All right. Um, but... Yeah, so that's what I've been doing for the past couple days. Uh, winter's starting tomorrow, the 21st, uh, and it's uh, our countdown is at five days till Christmas. I don't know if it's me, but every year, like, the excitement of Christmas just starts dwindling down. Yeah. Like, if I wasn't was an eight-year-old right now, it'd be, <laughs> Christmas, you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> but it's just like, you don't know what you want anymore that's true like i i have not made a wish list this year neither it just so, kind of like you know up what? to fate it's up to fate now yeah, just kind of like you know what just give me whatever <laughs> i'm actually okay with clothes to be quite honest i'm liking clothes now that's weird <laughs> i'm sorry but <laughs> it started happening in a seventh grade middle school does something to you <laughs> That's sad. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, that's all I have to talk about. And then just planning Walt Disney World trip. Yep. Uh, we haven't gotten any emails to... Or, no, we've gotten emails. <laughs> no, we haven't. But... <laughs> oh, should we talk about the Star Wars land request? Star Wars land request? Media request? No, no. We're oh, good. no, I want to talk about it. Okay, well, one second. Let me hurry and talk about this. But uh, just as a reminder, if you guys uh, have any videos or 
like land histories or anything, uh, go ahead and shoot me an email and we'll, uh, I'll record that when I'm at Disney World. And so that should be fun. But uh, just as a reminder, just email. We're sounding more desperate every yeah. episode. But um, yeah. speaking of emails, do you want to tell a story of our attempts to get media passes to the opening of Star Wars Land? You can. I I feel okay. disappointed in myself. Uh, <laughs> Devin um, and his dad tried very vigilantly and hard to get me and... Devin media passes for Star- the opening of Star Wars Land and Disneyland um, because technically we are media. We are. Yeah. Not technically, we are. Uh, we are media. <laughs> um, so he w- he shot them an email like Disneyland Resort Relations or something. Yeah. And then they replied like a week or two weeks like after we... Uh, flew that email to them and they said thank you for requesting a media request your request has been denied for more information on disneyland please visit instagram and all this other yeah. stuff so failed yet i think we tried hard but mm-hmm. we'll try again sometime i don't i don't know but hmm. oh well hmm. there's always go fund me i'm just kidding <laughs> That's that would be even more. Desperate. I can see Star Wars Land just being like a, an Avatar Land thing. It takes five years to construct, and then it's like down in the dumps for. I know. Ever yeah. doesn't do anything. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Okay, you can go ahead and go. Okay, so I had a very interesting Wendy story today. Wendy's. I, thought yeah. I would share it with all y'all. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, as you know, our schools today, uh, for our school district. For many of you, you're off break. Teardrop. Why are we, why is that sad that we're off on break? No, other people are off on break. Oh, right now. The district decided to, or the school decided to um, take three days out of our winter break. We would have been on winter break right now in mm. exchange for a week of, like, spring break or something. Huh. So, um, anyways, we were doing a recruitment tour for orchestra, band, and choir, like, going to elementary schools and teaching them about music and etc playing so anyways we went and then for lunch we went all to uh drone landing which is a mall and so like most of the guys went to panda express and some went to mcdonald's but i decided to let my fate go to wendy's which is a big mistake but um i ordered beautiful food it was very good um so there was a long line outside already because we have a very active um performing arts classes and so um, there were only four people, three or four people, like, backstage flipping the burgers and doing all the stuff. It wasn't busy, but once the kids got there, it was crazy busy. So I we got there, like, 11.15, and by the time I got to order my stuff, it was, like, 11.45. Hmm. And then by the time I got my food, it was 30 minutes after that. Well, that sucks. And so... Um, it was pretty bad there. <laughs> it, it was kind of embarrassing for the Wendy's manager, I think, because they have like a little takeout area there. Mm-hmm. And they asked all of us to sit down and they said they were, they were stressed out <laughs> specifically. And so um, I did get my food, but the bus left at 1230. So my friend had to run and grab his food five minutes before the bus left and he had to eat on the bus. 
and kids started asking for refunds. So it was a really bad day, and um, uh, to make it even worse, for those who know what my name is, Caleb, it's spelled C-A-L-E-B, um, they asked me my name, and they put on the receipt, Caleb, <laughs> K-A-L-O-B. Caleb. So, <laughs> it just makes me want to go to McDonald's more. <laughs> it's I that bad. A, I had a Wendy's last night, you know, the son of a baconator. <laughs> They trademarked that name. I learned that. Figured that out today. How? They have like little R on the circle. Oh, oh! You were just staring at the board for I was half like, hour. I forgot. <laughs> huh? Interesting. Oh, so at least they have TVs to make you more hungry. Yeah. But um, yeah. So. Oh, and uh, we saw. <laughs> we attempted to go skiing again. Attempted again. Attempted. Um, we, we tried to go up to Brighton again. We went up one time. It was crazy busy in the morning. This was a seven. Oh wow. Maybe we went up and decided it's snowy. Let's go put on our snow chains on because we have a minivan, yo. Mm-hmm. So we put our yo. snow chains on, <laughs> and then um, we started going up when we got stuck on like a sliding point. Oh, so we no. had to turn around again. Put our snow chains off. Decided this isn't worth it. We went home. And then I decided to get a new ticket for 12 p.m. And then we went back up the mountain. And by the time we got to Brighton, the parking lot was full. Aww. And there were people parking like two miles down the canyon. That sucks. So it really wasn't worth it. We're supposed to go to Alta, I think, this Thursday. So cross our fingers. Yeah. But it was just awful. And then we saw Mrs. Perrigan's home for peculiar children. Yeah, how was that? Gory. Gory? Yeah. Really? It was bloody? It was bloody. Huh. It was directed by Tim Burton, so you know. <laughs> well, it had like a Tim Burton aspect in it. You could definitely... Oh, that's weird, you know. And, but then <laughs> Oh, that's that- weird. That's how you describe <laughs> a Tim Burton, Burton movie. <laughs> um, but you don't normally decide, like, I've never seen a very gory Tim Burton movie. But then during the end, like, you know... In that Hobbit scene, like Battle of the Five Armies, mm-hmm. when all the orcs are, are getting beheaded, yeah, and there's like black blood everywhere. Yeah, well, this started happening on like a pier with like a Ferris wheel and a sort of amusement park setting. It was crazy. Like knives were being thrown at these weird creatures, and blood was going everywhere, black blood. So it was a, uh... and then like this one of the peculiars. Got a unicorn, or no, uh, yeah, a unicorn from the Ferris wheel, and, like stabbed one of them and threw them into the ocean with like a little pokey part of the unicorn. It was a uh, gory. Uh, On that happy note. <laughs> On that happy note, let's move into Tomorrowland Bugle. Initiate countdown. And now for the news. Okay, well, that happy note. <laughs> Fake sound effect of blood. <laughs> okay. Good job, Caleb. Just gave everyone nightmares five days before Christmas. <laughs> Don't fall asleep now. Don't fall asleep. All right, uh, I'll go first on my Tomorrowland Beagle. How about? Yeah. How about? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so this one is talking about the opening of Star Wars Rogue One. Of course. Uh-huh. Which, 
you know, was at a Disney park, so they have to talk about this, you know. Of course. And so um, it says, Late last week, 400 Disney park blog readers gathered among the first to see the latest film in the Star Wars franchise, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So it's a pretty big turnout for kind of like a side story of Star Wars. But so that's just kind of cool, you know, you can... um, kind of see like that star wars is pretty big stuff if you haven't if you've been living on a cave on tatooine (laughs) get it i get it (laughs) living under a rock on tatooine then you probably know though about what's uh, never mind okay so you know luke like he never knew anything about like the empire before like these two droids came to him and like Hey, <laughs> there's something you need to see. Hey, Masa. <laughs> okay, uh, you can go ahead and go on with their article. Okay, so as many of you know, um, the Disney parks, or more specifically Disneyland and DCA, celebrate New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day um, at the Disney parks. And um, this one's talking about places you can see um, showings of World of Color or um, just um, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bam, and I don't know, like countdowns to 2017. That's uh, weird to think, huh? That's scary. That another year has gone by so quickly. <sighs> it's weird. It does seem weird. So one of them is... Uh, Paradise Bay will be doing um, World of Co- World of Color Season of Light, which is the holiday show that they've been playing for a while now. Um, they're going to do two showings of that, and then they're going to have a pyrotechnic party, um, or they shoot off fireworks and then the countdown. Yeah, that will be fun. Yeah, so if you are visiting um, Disneyland, you should definitely head over to DCA or... Um, yeah. Paradise Pier to go or, and see. And they're doing a, a Cars Land thing with DJ Trevor. Yeah! <laughs> DJ he sounds Trevor. pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think that's it for Tomorrowland Bugle, right? Yes. Uh, you can read those full articles on our website at tuneintown.com. So, okay. Ready for on the, with the show. Star Wars Rogue One review. Spoilers. No, no spoilers. We're gonna, we're not gonna do spoilers. Okay, I will. No, 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 no spoilers. No. The answer is no. <laughs> okay, no spoilers. You don't have to be worried. Rogue One. I'd be worried if I were you. A Star Wars story review. Commence. Ah, uh, here we go. Rolling sound. Quiet. Okay, movie review, which we haven't done for quite a while. Yes, planning to do one on Moana, but that never happened. No, we did like a little sideshow. We did a sideshow about that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um. So Rogue One. Let's get our first thoughts on it. Go ahead. All right. Well, um, I don't know how to do this without spoilers, but I'm not going to do spoilers because I respect everyone who's listening. But um. Wow, I was impressed. Uh, the overall um, story 
this isn't like a it has more of a personal story like a family story to it yeah yeah um in my opinion this is better way better than force awakens whoa that's like that's intense <laughs> because i felt like force awakens was episode four remastered yeah in a way. yeah and I, that's yeah. why i was like where's your imagination you know mm-hmm. but with this like with it's still part of the imperial like you're still in the imperial era mm-hmm. so i don't know seeing seeing old star destroyers and the death star was like huh nothing can go wrong with this yeah so i feel like you didn't have to there was so much creativity in this i know i loved it i thought it was amazing you know you i was walking into the theater you know because my dad checked me out of school and was like yes (laughs) (laughs) goodbye geography And hello, Star Wars. <laughs> but I was walking into the theater thinking, you know, it's not going to be as good as the original series because it's a side story. Because Rogue One takes place between the third episode and the fourth episode, so it's more of like I have something a to say about that. Three point five. Uh, the movie, in fact, ends four minutes before the fourth movie starts. Yes, this movie's like I wouldn't say four minutes, but I'd say like is hours, hours before um, A New Hope. What? So, it's hours before A New Hope. I, I, I'd say it's, like, pretty close. I'd say it's, like, within, like, a half hour Well, range. you don't know how long they're fighting on that blockade ship. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. But it's it's pretty close. I've heard from multiple people that it ends. I would say, like, an before. hour, maybe two hours, because just to keep it, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Well, because in the opening scene of A New Hope, it's only the Death Star and the Rebel Blockade ship. There's no base, no other, like, stuff there. So, and they're on a new, they're next to a new planet, too. Okay. So, oh, that's true. Okay. Um, I would so, say yeah. hours. Um, but I did have, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I would not say this is 3.5. I would say this is a companion to episode four. Um because I was going in there expecting to see um, old Republic ships and stuff, but I did not see that. You just, like, this is when Luke Skywalker was still on the like, So the it's, it's a couple years after the third one. You don't see much of the third one, but... I think it's not a couple years. I think it's, like, 30, 20 years. But Anakin, I mean, Luke's not that There old, was, though. like, no trace of the Republic in there. It's all imperial like i did not hear one thing or see one thing of the republic oh okay yeah I so see it. i would say it's a companion to the fourth one to the yeah. fourth one um yeah um i thought the characters were really good yes like the character yeah. development was like just you could tell that they put a lot of thought into the characters and like he was saying it's more of like a family story there's a family story inside of it. Yeah. I liked it. I really, really liked it. Um, I have so many things to talk about, but um, for those who keep criticizing the original saga, episode four through six, and saying, oh, well, uh, like, 
what was it? An exhaust port that leads to the main reactor and blows up the yeah. Death Star. That's the worst weakness I've ever heard. Yeah. Think creatively. So this one explains, you know, it, like, like all of that stuff. Mind blowing. Yeah, and it just brings all like everything interconnected, you know, and it makes everything so much more sense. Like all yeah. the loopholes in Episode Four and Five and whatever are covered in this. Like the opening scene of Episode Four with the. Death Star, no, the Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. I'm chasing the Rebel Blockade Runner. That is totally explained in Rogue yeah, One. Yeah, everything like perfectly timed. Yeah, no joke. It's um, it's awesome. <laughs> um, let's see. Some of it, I didn't want to talk about some. I was listening to, of course, one of my other podcasts. But if you watch the movie and then watch the trailers, at least half of the content, including audio and clips, video clips are not in the movie. Huh. And that is because Bob Iger previewed this, and they had to reshoot some things because it was too depressing. Huh. (laughs) Uh, I can see that, though, you know, a little bit. So, um... Like, the the characters were good and everything, but there was a really, like... like, (sighs) I don't want to give it away, but I want to say that... Um, some original people in the New Hope were old and unfortunately passed away like decades ago. Mm-hmm. And so they had to be replaced with CGI. CGI. I liked it. I hated it. I thought that they couldn't have done a better job. I mean, honestly, CGI has come across like so good, and so well, you know? I think CGI is not up to that point. Like, when I saw those CGI characters, it was... <gasps> Express, you know. Well, yeah, but I mean, how else are they gonna do it? You know. Yeah, I I did give them empathy. I'm not gonna say, oh, they could have done better because they couldn't have done better, because that's the limit. I think it was motion and capture. You though. couldn't. No, it was CGI. But you couldn't. You can't. Uh, you can't have those characters. Those characters that they did CGI for are dead. But they had to be in the story. They had to be in it, and I give them credit for that. But I'm just saying, like I said. That we're just, like, overthinking and overconfident in our CGI. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was that. too well done. Well, what? Just, just the depth of the face. You know, like, a human face has, like, shadow zones and shadow. Yeah. It just, like, wrong. It bothered me. And um, when they move their face, like, the emotions, like, how they move their teeth. I mean, it was all accurate, but just how they move their mouth, like, it was too perfect. Well... Sorry, but, like... Okay, I, I guess. You know how, like, normal human beings, like, stutter and their lips move or something? Yeah. It was, like, they didn't have that. And I felt like, well, that could have been better, but they had, like, a perfect glare in their eyes and everything. I, I do admit some of it was pretty good. Um, From a distance, it looked pretty good. But up close, yeah. it was like, oh, that bothered me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Um, But for, like, five-second scenes of their face up close... It was like, is that CGI? And it just leaves you up to that question. But yeah. I'm my mom <laughs> my mom went in there and by the end of the movie we were talking about it and my dad was like, Ugh, that CGI body just bothered me. And my mom was like, That was CGI <laughs> You know? Yeah. So you could be a major Star Wars fan and going going into the movie and how do I say it? Like, if you're not told there's gonna be CGI, you probably won't even guess it. But if you're looking for CGI 
You'll you, see it. You'll see it. Yeah. Um, I didn't see it. My dad had to point it out to me. Really? Yeah. I saw it immediately. It's just from the beginning, it was like, that face bothers me. And then more more progressively, it was like, what? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I do have to say, one of my favorite scenes in The New Hope is when they're firing the Death Star um, for the first time, like on Alderaan. And they have, oh, yeah. like, all the controls flipping the switches and, like, mm-hmm. the music's getting dramatic. Yeah. They do that tons of times. I know. It's awesome. It was... Yes. Mm-hmm. You know. um, do you have anything else to say? Because I've talked for a while. Uh, no. I, I You covered it really well. It's an amazing movie, and that's why we're going to give it five stars. Uh, five death stars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Five Death Stars. <laughs> He's coming into it. Uh, no, no, I'm just, I'm just gonna try and move past this. <laughs> but uh, it is something that you should definitely go see if you're a Star Wars fan. Uh, you have to go see it. It's yeah. like a need, and I would recommend not waiting until it comes out to DVD or Redbox or whatever, because you'll probably get spoilers by then. Uh, I would say, no, you would not get spoilers, because the, there are spoilers in it, but they're not, like, serious spoilers. They're more like, yeah, Aha! You know, like... Like, spoilers to, like, episode 7 or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Like, spoilers for episode 7. Everyone should know that Han Solo died. And if you're listening to this podcast and just heard that, I am so sorry. But <laughs> the point is, like, there's nothing serious. Like, oh... A main character. Well, like, there's nothing. Yeah, no, nothing like like big. Big. Um, it's more like because you already know the story outline due to you know. You already know. Oh, they get the Death Star plans. That's gonna happen. But it's more of like, so that's why that's there. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see. Um, I think that's really it. It's just. Well, I wanted to talk about some. Do you want me to talk? I'm just gonna, hmm. The Death Star doesn't destroy planets. Should I say that? It does. Well, it doesn't destroy planets in this movie. It does fire, though, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, you, it tells you how like close up they can get or how far away or whatever. But yeah, it's, yeah. It, it covers a lot of holes in it. And, and, of, so. and of course, there's always, I felt like there was a rivalry. I think rivalry rivalry between like imperial commanders sort of mm-hmm. which like, made it interesting and like because one person was like oh this is the ultimate battle station and one's like it's a nice battle station but really did you make this battle station that i designed for years lethal yeah yeah like, i don't like that you know um mm-hmm. <laughs> darth vader's back though Yes, he and <laughs> if you guys saw the trailer, you know, but I think we're getting carried away. I think it's time to stop. Well, I think but. it's safe to say that, um, was it John Errol Jones or something? The voice of Darth Vader. The original voice still plays him. Yep. Um, so, um, he does appear. I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. There was this amazing moment that I want to spoil for everyone, but I'm not. This super dramatic Death, or Darth Vader moment. Which is, you know, it's... <laughs> um, speaking of music, or music, Ooh, yeah, Michael Giatoni, or G- I think so, G- or yeah. So since since I'm a music person, um, I thought it was cool to see him at the end, since it's you know it's kind of a little intimidating to write a whole Star Wars score, yeah, leading up you know from John Williams has done so much stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but he, in my own mind, he's kind of becoming like the next John Williams. Yeah, he's done. Wow, he's like, done everything from Jurassic World to Incredibles to Up to he's, Star Trek. He did a uh, space, the Space Mountain soundtrack mm-hmm. in Disneyland. He's done Jurassic World, right? Yeah. I don't know. He's done. He, did we say Up? Yeah. He did Up. He's like next to Danny Danny Elfman. It would be Michael G. G. Tony that choose. Yeah. I thought the score was really good. There was like a new, well. You know Ray's theme? Mm-hmm. I felt like there was some remnants of that. Because the main character's a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like there was some remnants of that, but like it held the note out longer or switched. Yeah. But it brought, oh my goodness, it brought the Imperial March back, oh, which was yeah. awesome, especially with Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they brought, um, well, how do I say it? Like, they brought old classics back. But, like, had, like, a little twist on them, yeah. which made it really cool to um, listen to. It's kind of a depressing movie, too. It is a depressing movie. It's safe to say that it's a depressing music- movie, but... It, it has a freaking awesome ending. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's, like, the whole tune- tone of the music. Like, it's happy at some points, and then it gets really, like, sad and depressing. Yeah. And then, like... At the very end, all of a sudden you see like do 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 do, yeah. you know. But um, and it's, I it's a pretty freaking awesome ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, I don't have any problems with it. The CGI was really good, besides the faces. In my Too opinion. Too perfect. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to say. I feel like I think that's it. It's a totally different twist, so... Yeah. It's not part of the saga at all. Like the Skywalker no. saga. It's no, It's totally no, different. No. But, I mean, it's still still worth seeing. S- since it's not part of the Skywalker saga, there are some um, changes that I won't talk about, but... Yeah. But, basically, I think in episode four, you know, the crawl, the beginning paragraph. Oh, like, Yeah. <laughs> That beginning paragraph is the whole entire movie, basically. Like, rebel spies have captured the... Oh, the yeah. yeah. But yeah. it, like, really makes it long, and I think... It, I thought it was speedy, but... I liked it. It was amazing, yeah. so... Mm-hmm. Five Death Stars. <laughs> five Death Stars? What? I give it five Death Stars. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, well, thanks for joining me, Caleb. It's my pleasure. Yep. And uh, like always, we end here on the podcast with a quote from Walt Disney. And it says, We keep moving forward, opening new doors, and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading, uh, leading us down new paths. Thanks for listening and thanks for tuning in.